RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, what's happening? Welcome to 2021. It's hard to remember because I'm stuck in 2020. This camera looks like crap as usual. Thank you guys for all your support in spite of the shitty equipment. I also got this camera. This came in the mail today. This is the other camera. It still looks like shit. Everything looks like shit. I think it's me. But it's the reflection. That's what it is. It's Anyway, we'll figure it out. That looks like crap. This looks like crap. This is the built-in camera. That's even worse. So, eh. Get used to it. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin, and maybe one day we'll have some equipment that doesn't suck. Won't that be nice? And let's see. I was trying to... Here, let's go to default settings on the camera. Nothing changed. All right. I don't know. It looks very green to me. I look at other people's live streams, and I'm like, how come they can have nice things? Why does my house look like it's awash with a green, a green you? It doesn't look like that in real life. All right, guys, who cares, right? Does it really matter because it's the content that you really care about, what we're talking about? And if you're on the podcast, you don't care because you're not seeing it. You're better off. Trust me, it's a real pain in the ass. So let's see, what else? The, oh, yeah, we're here. 2021, wonderful. Um... Let's hope it doesn't suck as much as 2020. But how can how can it compete? Be careful what you wish for, or you make plans. God's God laughs. I don't know. But you know what I'm saying. Don't tempt fate. So we should really let me see. Hold on. Looking at other things that are running. Yes, my name is Tara Devlin. This is Unapologetic Liberal Talk. Thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Every every cent, every dime, every dollar helps. I look very ghostly and green. That's why I'm. I already have body dysmorphic disorder, so I don't want to. Why is this happening to my life? Here, this is oversaturation sharpness i look like a a goddamn ghost maybe i should just do black and white that might be interesting i fucking cannot stand it i can't i can't it's too too distracting and i've been doing tests all day so and i'm still not successful so let's just forget about it it looks like a harlequin rome and look at my face look how white it is I'm not white like this. I am white, but not like this. I look like death. God. All right, so I got to get that green screen working too. Then I'll, I'll probably disappear inside the green screen because I look so goddamn green. All right, who cares, right? Does it really matter? You don't need to hear this shit. The microphone sa- sounds okay. We're okay. This is this is what we're dealing with in life. This is what unapologetic liberal talk looks like, unfortunately, because we don't have the Mercer family 
or the Koch brothers backing us up. They don't have to deal with this shit over at Breitbart when they put out their bullshit. So, but this isn't bullshit. This is real. So we're fighting against the bullshit. And of course, we got to fight through this shit. It's just the lighting. Thank you, David, on Facebook. You're beautiful. I appreciate that. Oh, God, I don't know what to do. The lighting. It's I got lights, too. I have lights. I have a camera. Uh, who cares? Whatever. All right. That's my motto in life. Who cares? Whatever. We'll do it anyway. Speaking of bullshit. Okay, so become a patron. Join Rockfin. A couple other things. This is shit I have to say. We meet every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. We are rebroadcast starting Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Give the show a good review on iTunes. And keep coming back. It works if you work it. So work it. You're worth it. We're also on Verdant Square Radio, which is another independent liberal talk show channel. Um, and at FYINation.com. Please give the show. I said this already, but nobody's been giving any reviews. They've been giving no reviews. So I guess no news is good news, but we would like to get more reviews. The more reviews, the, the better reviews, of course. I don't, if you have nothing good to say, don't bother me. My life is difficult and challenging enough. I don't go to your job and give you one star even though you probably deserve it if you give this show a one star. And, yeah, I'm sure you do. So, if you don't like the show, there's many other... You go, go watch Fox News. What can I tell you? Go on Twitler's Twitter feed. Beg for a trickle for another 30 years. Maybe you'll get lucky. So, but if you're a normal person who appreciates unapologetic liberal talk go to itunes and give the show a good review because it helps get us up in the rankings and then other people find the show and that's how it goes at least that's what i hear i wouldn't know since you know we're we're always uh, on the precipice of disaster and struggling so all right whatever that, that's liberal talk for you liberals we don't have billionaire liberals they don't they don't fund media. Even though without media, without a liberal media, we're done. We don't stand a chance. All right. We, you guys know that now. Today, there's a couple of things I have on my, my mind when I want to talk about. The, I, the, I want to talk about, well, here, the coup that's going on. A couple of things. There's, we're experiencing a coup. It's happening right before our very eyes. More and more, every minute, we, we're finding out how more and more Republicans are signing on to the coup. So let me show you something, and you know I have a real bug up my ass about corporate media. I certainly do. This is why I do the show, because, with, because corporate media is part of the problem. Even the so-called liberal corporate media, they're not liberals. They're middle of the road, if at best. They helped us get to this position where we're uh, living check to check and millions of Americans are on bread lines, which makes me want to vomit. So, but 
they're talking about the coup. And right before we went on air, I had MSNBC on, and I grabbed this because Amy Klobuchar is she a paid pundit on MSNBC or something? Every time I brought up her name last week when we were talking about her, there, there she was on corporate media. But then, so she's on there today, right before we went on air, discussing the coup. She wants everybody to calm, yeah, just uh, calm down a little. Not calm down, but she was saying, don't worry, because democracy will prevail. And I had to grab it because it was really getting on my nerves, and I need to share. Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar. Senator Klobuchar is ranking member of the Rules Committee and will be one of the four lawmakers tallying the electoral votes on Wednesday. Okay, first of all, what the F are you smiling about? What's that grin on your face? Does anybody, can somebody explain this to me? We're in the middle of a coup. Your, your pals... In the right wing, on the other side of the aisle, the ones you're always, uh, you're always stroking and complimenting. Those pals are in the midst of a coup. The ones who aren't in the midst of a coup are in the minority. So we've reached a tipping point where the Republican Party is an irredeemable death cult. I've been saying that for years, but when will... These DLC Democrats catch up to the reality? Why are you smiling? This is what got me so irritated when, of course, hearing the name uh, Minnesota GOP, uh, whatever, not, uh, not GOP, Minnesota Rules Committee, Amy Klobuchar joins that. Of, of course she does. I'm, I'm not surprised to hear if she, I wouldn't be surprised if she has a, a live feed into her office where she could just get on goddamn corporate media anytime she wants because she's a safe Democrat. She doesn't push for the things that we actually need to fix this country. She pushes for absolutely nothing, for middle-of-the-road, mealy-mouth bullshit that got us here, that greased the wheels on the decline of the American experiment. So when he's introducing her in a segment focused on... Um, this this coup that's happening, and, and what what is she smiling? What are you smiling about, lady? What the hell? There's no smiling in fascism. Is the smile supposed to appease us too? Oh no! What? Why though? What? To what end? Would we want to uh, just be grinning, like grinning dum-dums? Falling over the edge of a cliff into the arms of an autocracy? What are you doing? What are you smiling about? You're being introduced in a segment that um, is discussing an active coup occurring where... The second, the, what the second, what am I saying? We have two major political parties. One of those two political parties is actively engaged in a coup. Is, they understand that Twitler is a con man. They know that. They voted for him anyway. They voted for him again anyway, even though 
he's a tra- he's a traitor. So how many times you got to be a traitor? You got to show your hand. Uh, Mitch McConnell. How about Mitch McConnell? He's he during all the years Amy Klobuchar was there. He actively engaged in another type of coup to overtake and, and well to prevent the legally elected black man who was elected two times in two landslide elections to stop him from fulfilling his constitutionally proscribed role that we gave him. Not not that Mitch McConnell, uh, he just didn't want the black guy, I suppose. But it wasn't, it wasn't the black guy who he was thumbing his nose at. He was thumbing his nose at the majority of Americans, the normal majority, as I like to call us. So I want to... Um, this is why we do the show, okay, guys? It really is. Some people get mad. Stop harping on the Democrats. They're part- do you see this, bitch? Do you see her? This is part of the problem. So, for real. Wh- um, hello, honey. Why are you smiling? Do you think... I mean, she reminds me of every failed nobody. Whoever in the in the history of um, decline and the decline and fall of any republic, pick the republic du jour that that went the way of the Whigs. This is she's she's all of those. She's all of the idiots that thought that that's I don't know. I don't know what she thinks. She thinks that she could talk these right wingers into not. Being an anti-democratic death cult, if she's polite enough, what is the F? What is the matter with them? These people, why are you smiling? Do you realize, Amy, that it's 2021 and we, in the month of December, we had the worst death toll and pandemic sickness toll in the entire world yet again and that this vaccine rollout that twitler wants to be filleted for even though he did nothing like the rooster wants us to congratulate him for the sun coming up that uh the vaccine rollout is another disaster because they suck they don't republicans suck they don't they're not doing a job that's not the point if a job gets done, they're happy enough to take credit for it. If somebody on the road to, um, ha- you know, in some level of government does something that fun- that actually f- results in something functioning, in government functioning in some form, they're happy to take credit for it, but they haven't done a goddamn thing. Twitler hasn't—he's not done a, a goddamn thing for this country, except well, he hasn't done a thing for the country. Of course, he's all he's done is destroy the country. So, what do we say about somebody like Amy Klobuchar in the in the light of history? What will future generations say um, about this smiling, giddy idiot? Who refuses to stand up? You're in a position of power, Amy. She has a great job. You know that? She really does. She gets to go on TV. She gets to pretend to... She, you know, she, what is she um, worried about? She's not on a breadline. 
She's not worried about... Uh, she doesn't have to muster any kind of passion to fight for people on the wrong side of Reaganomics. That's for sure. She could just be polite and nice to this this effing death cult that has its grip around our country's neck and is about to drown it in the river. It's dragging us down to the shore. It's going to drown us and it's going to beat us over the head with a goddamn rock and leave us for dead. That's what they're doing, really. And she's, she's smiling. What does she have not to smile about? I'm sure she had a great Christmas. She got on, she did a few live shots on corporate media where she got to stroke some corporate, you know what? Yes, Resist Evolve says on the chat, Klobuchar fiddled why Rome burned. Yeah. She's really, and so is Nancy Pelosi. I mean, all of these DLC right-wing Democrats, so, so part of the problem. Talk about a waste of air and space. Somebody could be in that position who maybe, I don't know, isn't such a a doormat. Is that what it means to be a Democrat? I guess what I guess it is. She is a corporate tool. For God's sake. I mean, and what does she bring to the table? Nothing. So let's all calm down. I guess that's what her message is here. Don't worry. Democracy will prevail. Well, the fact that you even have to say that, Amy Klobuchar, should wipe that grinning smile, that, that stupid smile off your face. The fact that you have to say, Democ- don't worry, everyone. There's a coup going on, but democracy will prevail. Are you, uh, are you a child? No, democracy hasn't prevailed. In fact, it hasn't prevailed my entire life. I've been living in this country, watching it go progressively more fascist. The people who receive the, the fewer votes, getting more, more and more power, standing in the way of the people who receive the most votes. And what does, what does Amy do about that? She smiles and talks polite and says, hey, you have um, a great time. You're all welcome in my state. Giving a nice speech, lick-spittling all over the Republicans the, who voted Let's never forget all of her pals that she's she wishes a fond farewell to. That's what she does with her time. You know, there's not enough people on a breadline. There's not enough people who can't retire, who can't take a sick day, who I mean, let's who don't have health care for God's sakes in the middle of a pandemic. There's not enough people like that for her to take time out of the out of her life and her precious schedule to get on the floor and 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 use her time to advocate for something decent something that isn't uh, just congratulating her retiring fascist friends god 
my name is Tara Devlin. Let's listen to Amy for a second. I didn't even get out of the gate here with the clip. Because that smile, I really, it makes me want to, it makes me, thank God I'm not the Incredible Hulk. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Rules Committee and will be Rules. one of the four lawmakers tallying the electoral votes on Wednesday. Oh, uh, Happy New Year. Aren't you f so happy and pleased with yourself? Thank you for being with us, Senator. Thanks, Al. Happy yeah. New Year to you, and thank you for leading with hope in the middle of all this. Yeah, we need a lot of hope because you could take that to dinner when you're hungry. Wait, when you're going to bed hungry, just eat some hope. Eat some change we can believe in. That that fills your stomach. Now, now let me go to the point. Earlier this week, you called... Uh, the news that Missouri GOP Senator Josh Hawley will object to the certification of Joe Biden's win in Pennsylvania, quote, a coup attempt. And now nearly a dozen of your colleagues in the GOP Senate caucus are calling for an emergency 10-day audit of electoral results in states where congressional Republicans insist the results are subject to dispute. All this less than a week before certification and two months after the election, as the ranking member of the Senate Rules Committee, did you and your Why colleagues she still smiling? expect this? I'm not surprised, given how Donald Trump continues to deny the clear results of this election. It's not Trump. But I want to make one it's thing in light of your entire party call for hope here. Let's make this clear. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are going to be inaugurated and sworn in as president in her historic moment as the first African-American woman vice president on wow. January 20th. Democracy will prevail, and this is nothing but more than a publicity. Wow, thanks. And uh, we can all go home then. No mind, never mind, nothing to see here, move along. There's no greed-centered anti-democratic death cult with its corporate and greedy oligarchic clutches around our national necks don't worry about that that pressure you feel it's not the, them choking the life out of democracy it's it's what we're just not bipartisan enough i guess the stunt and because these senators unlike some of their republicans yeah it's a stunt of course joe biden will be inaugurated but it's it's the prelude. It's the dress rehearsal for the real thing. The next coup that will happen. <clears throat> if these corporate Dems have the, if they prevail, the next coup that that will happen, it will be successful. This is how it goes. Look at history. Look at the end of the Roman Republic. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes years. Of whittling away at the at at the norms, it wasn't just Twitler. We could trace this coup back many years. Of all of the Republicans have been a part of well, the treason. Every time they committed treason, they when they negotiated behind the backs of sitting presidents to give the um, Republican who, who wanted to be president a better deal. Keep the war going, and I'll give you a better deal at the other end. 
keep killing American people or keep the hostages, keep them a little bit longer because it's better for the Republican chances. Every time that happened and there were no consequences, every corrupt right winger like Nixon, even though he would be a dream, frankly, compared to what we're dealing with now, but that he was one of the steps along the way. Every pardon, pardoning Nixon for all, all crimes that he may have committed, named and unnamed, that's uh, how about George W. Bush? Oh no, we're going to look forward, not backwards, um, on this less vote getting criminal, war criminal. Who re- not only did he receive fewer votes, he lied us into a war. You could lie us into a war. You could send Americans to their premature, cold d- graves. And there will be no consequences. So it's um, democracy will prevail. Maybe. Yeah, Joe Biden's going to be he will be sworn in. But the damage is already done. And it's not nothing will heal. I know Amy Klobuchar, she's really out of touch, I have to tell you. And I hope she's watching, but I doubt it. But she's out of touch. You're not going to heal by giving them a free pass. That's not how you heal. You don't heal by engaging um, or even employing this, the bad ideas of your opponent just because it makes, makes them feel good. And maybe eh, we got to get things done. What are you getting done? The only thing that's done is the American experiment. That's what's done. You got that done, all right? It's cooked and done and over with. Thanks to you, Amy. Yeah, and I'm blaming her. And all like her. They get into these these roles in Congress, and then they nothing ever stops them. They they continue to she, she continues to get reelected. But what the he- f? What the f? What is she doing? She would just shut up, Amy. If that's what you, if that's the best you can do, shut the F up and let somebody who has some fight in them get in front of a camera. You're not making us feel better. It's like, oh, don't worry. Um, Fluffy didn't, Fluffy's not sick. Fluffy's just going to a farm. A farm in New Jersey with a whole bunch of other Fluffies. Like we're kids here, children. Just because you're you're smiling, yeah, it's like smiling. And uh, this is this is all famous last words. She's part of the problem. This the not only is she, I I mean I really don't understand her whole reason for being. I mean, as a human being, that's one thing. I'm talking about in as a senator. What are you doing? Is your you're on the rules committee so you could do what? Allow the Republicans to wipe their ass with the rules? Cuz you found a couple of them that aren't quite as fascist like Ben Sass, but didn't Ben Sass wasn't he 
Didn't he vote for Twitler? Am I wrong? What about... I'm sure he, he voted for him in 2016 if he didn't vote for him in 2020. They enable... He voted for Bush twice. The one who lied us into a war. What... The, what are... What is the redeeming qualities of these pals of yours? The Rules Committee... They walk all over you. you they don't understand. Do you, you, do you understand, guys, that when the right-wingers and the Republicans get out of a meeting with Amy Klobuchar on the Rules Committee, they left their asses off at how easy it is to roll her, how eager she is to be rolled. All right, guys, see you later. And they turn around, yeah, okay, Amy, see ya. What a fucking dupe. All you got to do is uh, say, uh, yeah, nice. I met him at the Piggly Wiggly. And just like uh, Grandpappy at the Piggly Wiggly said, she'll regale you with an anecdote while we pick her pockets. My father was a Republican. My grandpappy... Good people on both sides can disagree. Really? But this isn't that time. It's not about us all having an idea that, yeah, we like democracy. We want it. We want a constitutionally limited democratic republic that promotes the general welfare over the welfare of the intergenerational aristocracy and corporate elite. Those days are gone. There's no more Eisenhower Republicans. That party is dead. The party's as dead as Eisenhower. If you read the 1956 Republican platform, before they were Republicans, I guess. I don't know. They were always Republicans. But you would... That's not the platform of today. They don't have a platform anymore. They only have lickspittle loyalty to the dumb Fuhrer. Destroying democracy was always the point. That was the that was always the underlying message of the Republican Party because they hate not only you know they hate America they hate democracy it gets in the way gets in the way of being able to steal and um, treat people like nothing but hosts from which to suck profit and discard. That's the bottom line. All right, my name is Tara Devlin. I'll be right back. All right, let's play this Amy Klobuchar. Can colleagues who are standing up, like Ben Sass, Susan Collins, and others, and are making very clear uh, that they have acknowledged Joe Biden's victory and that they will uphold oh, the votes big of the of people. Them. The other thing about this, look at what they're calling for, Al. They are calling for this um, emergency audit. Give me a break. In the disputed states, there have been counts and recounts. Georgia did a hand count and two recounts, and the Republican Secretary of State certified those results. You look at Arizona, where eight lawsuits were rejected. You look at Michigan, eight lawsuits yeah. rejected. You so why look are you at Wisconsin, smiling? seven lawsuits rejected. This 
has gone through the certification process. Our job is to accept it. They will, I am sure it appears, object, but democracy will prevail oh, in the thanks. end. This is undemocratic, it's un-American, but fortunately for all of us, it will be unsuccessful. Oh, wow. How'd you come up with that one? Undemocratic, un-American, but it will be unsuccessful. I could see why you're smiling from ear to ear now. Let me see. Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar. It's undemocratic and it will be unsuccessful. Wow, Amy. I could see why they give you the big bucks. While we were talking about that, let's see. I wanted I was looking on C-SPAN cuz that day that we played that Amy Klobuchar speech Klobuchar. I'm, on a, I'm just trying to look it up for a second. Says goodbye. Because she gave a speech where she... I uh, probably won't be able to find it. Where she said goodbye to Senate colleagues. And I, if I'm not mistaken... I was mistaken once in 1972. So I don't know. I might, have been, I might be mistaken now. But if I'm not mistaken, Amy Klobuchar said one of the people that she was saying goodbye to and praising in this speech was Ron Johnson. Am I wrong about that? That's why I'm looking up. This is why I ask you to become a patron and support, you know, the show, Klobuchar, because... Then we can get a producer. You know what I mean? It all matters. And then I can say, look that up. But if I'm not mistaken, I do believe that she, one of the people that she praised, Amy Klobuchar, says goodbye. Goodbye to Senate colleagues. Let's see what happens. Yes, tries. Oh, yes, tribute to departing senators. All right, let me look. If I'm not mistaken, I do believe. Hold on. Let's see if Ron is in the transcript. Johnson. Ah, anyway, I can't find it. All right. I might be wrong, but it doesn't matter. The point is, if it, even if it were. Now, Ben Sass, he's supposed to be the saving grace. He's the um, sane Republican now, Ben Sass. Oh, he's the one. It didn't matter that, uh, what's her face? I mean, uh, frat boy Kavanaugh. Remember how concerned he was? He's another one, like uh, Susan Collins. They're very concerned about... Twitler wiping his ass with the grand experiment in liberal democracy. Same thing with uh, Ben Sass, too. And who's the other one? Oh, he left. He left. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Any of the, if any of the Republicans, if they were, if they had any integrity, they're not, they're not in this Republican party anymore. The, that party is gone. Eisenhower, could you imagine Nixon wouldn't be welcome in this party. You know that, even though he's a traitor, too. Yes, 
Greg says, Amy says the coup won't work. What else do you want her to say? You know what I want her to say, Greg? I want her to act like there's a fucking coup going on. Okay? I don't want her every time she opens her face, her fa- her, her uh, mouth hole, uh, the uh, praising, more praise for Republicans comes out. I want her to stop being part of the problem. It's like somebody who's in denial. She reminds me, if this was a dysfunctional family, we talk about, I told you guys I'm in recovery, right? So if you have a, a dysfunctional family, who is Amy in that family? She is, she's like the mother who can't see the son nodding out at the breakfast table. Oh, he's just tired. No, he's on uh, a bundle of dope. Well, it's all right. He's, uh, he just needs to get uh, some sleep, some rest. When he's killed, she's killing him with her enabling. It's the same thing. She is killing us. She's helping them. She's helping the right-wingers destroy this country. She's giving them cover, just like Joe Biden does. He does the same thing. The way that they constantly praise these right-wingers. Now, if I... uh, People are like, well, what are you going to say? What are you going to do? Call them out. Partly the reason why... Okay, we're in this boat. We know this. Part is because of these um, right-wing Democrats. The, the, and I think it is, I, I guess Amy Klobuchar is a very nice person. She might be, she must be a nice neighbor, a nice friend. Oh, well, actually, now that I'm saying this, maybe I'm wrong. Isn't there a lot of <laughs> information about her being a real bitch to work for? I mean, and not just because she's a woman. You could say, oh, if, so, if a woman is tough, they, then she's just so much more of a bitch to work for. But no, she, I think she um, throws, throws uh, staplers at people. So that makes it even worse, this whole, oh, shucks, we can all get along, can't we? Let's see, Look, Amy Klobuchar paper, uh, not paper, um, staplers. If I look up Amy Klobuchar staples, let's see what comes up. Oh, yes. Here we go. Right off the top from BuzzFeed. Staffers, documents show that Amy Klobuchar, Amy, Amy Klobuchar's wrath towards her aides. It's hard to explain the anxiety that permeates the office. Too bad that anxiety doesn't extend to the right-wingers. If she's so good at throwing staplers at people, at her staff, at her underlings, then she should be good at getting in the ring with these right-wing fascist freaks and calling them what they are. You don't, I don't need your smile, Amy. You're in the Senate to stop... I mean, you're in the Senate to promote the general welfare, but you're also in the Senate to stop... You took an oath against all enemies, foreign and domestic. So what does it say when you're appeasing the enemies, domestic? 
Let's see. Amy Klobuchar has laid the groundworks for a presidential run on the image of Minnesota nice, but behind the doors of her Washington, D.C. office, the the, uh, Minnesota Democrat ran a workplace controlled by fear, anger, and shame, according to interviews with eight former staffers. Oh, they must all be liars. One of that, uh, one that many employees found intolerably cruel. She demeaned and berated her staff almost daily, subjecting them to bouts of explosive rage and regular humiliation within the office, according to interviews and dozens of emails reviewed by BuzzFeed. That anger regularly left employees in tears, four former staffers said. She yelled, threw paper, sometimes even hurled objects. One aide was accidentally hit with a flying binder. According to someone who saw it happen, though the staffer said the senator did not intend to hit anyone with the binder when she threw it. Oh, just collateral damage. I cried. I cried like all the time, said one former staffer. In emails seen by BuzzFeed, often sent between 1 and 4 in the morning, Klobuchar regularly berated employees, often in capital letters, <laughs> over minor mistakes, misunderstandings, and misplaced commas. Klobuchar, in the emails, which were mostly sent over the past few years, referred to her staff's work as the worst in years and the worst in my life. When staffers' mistakes um, when staffers made mistakes, the emails show she reamed them out and sometimes email shows threatened to fire them over threads that included many of their colleagues, which is the rule um, number one of any leadership. If you are a true leader, you know this, is to praise publicly and admonish privately. So doing that on email where everybody can read it's uh it's really stupid on top of cruel it's also demoralizing and that's the sign of a of a of a bad leader really the morale a kiss up kick down bully they are they're the worst in my eyes so whatever I know this isn't about Amy Klobuchar. The whole show is not about bashing Amy Klobuchar, but she's she's just somebody that, to me, epitome is the epitome of what of the problem of why we're in this boat. This fake ass Minnesota nice bullshit. So she she could throw staplers and binders at her underlings. She can. Get use harsh words with them. The worst in my life, the worst work in her life. Well, what about this? Is this the worst coup you ever saw in your life? For God's sakes, really? Sure. Why don't you muster some of that anger, some of that passion for with that you seem to be able to pull up from deep inside your Minnesota nice core when it comes to a misplaced comma? But when it comes to a, a tax-cheating, draft-dodging dictator and being con man and his entire party of con artists destroying this country, and that's what they're doing, not recognizing the peaceful transfer of power, that's one line, and just yet another line, 
that they have crossed to destroying this country for good. And they're on their way. We are definitely not in the beginning stages of the decline and fall of the American experience. It's uh, the American experiment, I should say. We're in, we're not at the end, but we're definitely past the midpoint. That's for sure. And we have all of the signs. So this even, now that I'm saying this, when discussing Amy Klobuchar, she gets on my nerves. We know that. I talk about her here a lot because she's part of the problem. But reminding myself of her, of what a, what a horrible employer she is. It says it all. Give somebody power and you're not, you're not changing them. You're just revealing who they really are. So if you're, if she has power over people in, of course, when you're working for a Senator, you want to bring your a game, I would imagine of, but a misplaced comma, berating emails between the hours of three, uh, 1 a.m. and 4 a.m. Give me a break. Give me an effing break. So some former staffers have gone on the record to defend Klobuchar. Okay, I'm reading this in fairness. Amy was one of the best bosses I had, says Asal Sayez, who was referred to by BuzzFeed, by, who was referred to BuzzFeed by Klobuchar's office. Wow. I found her to be incredibly fair and effective. All right, there's one. Some former aides say that Klobuchar's behavior as a leader didn't just affect her employees, but limited her ability to conduct Senate work, creating a chaotic environment where staff were forced to devote as much time to managing their boss's unpredictable anger as they did to governing. Well, you got to wonder, where there's smoke, there's fire. She can be just as mad about a crisis with Facebook as she was about being given the wrong clothing for an event, said a second former staffer, pointing to the senator's work on issuing surrounding Facebook. It would take you just as much staff time and energy to put out that kind of crisis as you would spend on Facebook. So it's sort of like with the Ellen show, all these employees came out saying it was a toxic working environment. Then you had a few saying, I loved it. I loved Ellen's show. I was, I was wonderful working there. So, eh, depends. Maybe that, that person who enjoyed Amy Klobuchar, she wasn't quite as low on the totem pole and that's a real bully. I'm sure we've all met people like this. I've had managers like that who are kiss-up, kick-down bullies. And they suck up. There are a few people that are kind of on their level that they... they they're complete phonies, though. You know, they suck up to them, and anybody below, they make a point of berating... I've, I mean, I'm thinking of one person in particular now. Berating people publicly talking about people behind their back. I mean, it's just a real morale killer. Anyway, who cares? Whatever. Let's move on. Because there's other stuff going on. Of course there is, like the coup. And uh, I mean, I hope you guys understand that the reason I bring all of this up, it's not just about it's the, uh, oh, I 
it's beating up on Democrats. No, we're this this show. I do the show. We do the show together. You support this show. You keep the show going because I assume you want us to kind of hold the media in general and the and hold the media accountable. This is the liberal media. You're looking at it. That corporate media is really part of the problem, why, and it's why we're here. So Democrats, the DLC Dems, we know that. This is why we are here. We're in this boat because uh, the FDR Democrats, where the heck are they? By the time Bill Clinton exercised them from the party, they were marginalized. Now they're coming back, but still, the DLC, the corporate Dems are in control. And that's a problem, guys, because we're, we, have it, we have this uh, fascist coup happening only because of the income disparity and upward immobility that the neoliberals in both parties created. So we will not get this country back. Yeah, voting for Joe Biden. I voted for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And yes, I voted for Hillary Clinton. It's For me, it was about stop digging. When you're in a hole, stop digging. Stop the bleeding. But even more, that's why we have a um, our obligation to pushing... The, the right-wing Democrats to where they need to be, we have an even more uh, um, serious obligation and our work is truly cut out for us. And thank you, JD, for your super chat in pounds. You son of a bitch. Why can't I be somewhere where I can spend pounds and have pounds? I mean... Back in the old country, where my grandmother came from. God damn it. Granny, why'd you leave Ireland? All right. Yes, let me see. Right. Phyllis on Facebook says, listen to you goofball broadcaster. That crazy Republican Congress is trying to stage a coup. Totally a treasonous act. I don't know if she's talking to me or <laughs> Amy Klobuchar, but yeah, it's treason. We know that. That's why I'm asking, I'm wondering out loud, why is Amy Klobuchar smiling? This is a coup. And thank you, Haiku. Speaking of coup, we got a Haiku in the chat room who's also a moderator. And thank you for your super chat. All right. I don't know if you saw. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. But I'm going to show you right now. Nancy Pelosi and a couple of things. Here's what we're going to talk about. Nancy Pelosi, her, her home was supposedly vandalized. And this is another knock, I'm telling you right now. It's going to be another knock on the media, corporate media. Because yet again, just like they do with Twitter, taking Twitter at his face value, they just go with it. Nancy Pelosi's, uh, and, and what I'm saying right now is Nancy Pelosi's home wasn't vandalized by left-wingers, okay? It was vandalized by, by right-wingers. This is what they do. 
cancel rent. I don't care what it says. $2,000. We want everything. Cancel rent. No liberal, no left-winger, you know this, will put, is going to put a pig's head with blood on somebody's property. And no left-winger is going to say, they, they, they play their hand openly. You know who they are. It's these right-wingers. They, using their vernacular of what they think a liberal would say, or a socialist, or an Antifa. We want everything? That's not how liberals talk, or Antifa people talk. I'm Antifa. Antifa is a frame of mind, anti-fascist. I'm as anti-fascist as the troops that stormed Normandy Beach. That's what the American people used to understand. Being an American means you're an anti-fascist. That's a whole other story. But for somebody to be so stupid to think that it was liberals or Antifa or our socialists that wrote, we want everything? Bullshit. Bull. I smell bullshit. We want everything. That's what Republicans want. They think that they, this is how, what they, they think that is how socialists talk. But what pisses me off is that the liberal, not the liberal media, the media, the corporate media falls for it. Here, let me, let's play this. Uh, hold on, hold on. Where's Ecamm? Here's the story on Fox 8. Let's see. Let me do this and do that. Spilled into the streets of San Francisco today. And you can clearly see somebody vandalized the home of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi with messages saying $2,000 isn't even enough. Dan, uh, Crown Force Dan Thorne, live for us outside the Speaker's house with more. Dan. Well, Ken and Catherine, the garage door here at Speaker Pelosi's home on Broadway Street covered with black bags and tape. But underneath all of that is anger and, as you said, frustration over stimulus checks and the want for rent to be canceled throughout this COVID-19 pandemic. And it appears the problem of last year continues to be problems this year. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's home in San Francisco's upscale Pacific Heights neighborhood targeted by vandals. This was the scene early Friday morning, the garage door covered with spray painted messages, including cancel rent and we want everything. We this want everything. Also showing a pig's head Get the and hell out blood of spilled on the driveway, an uncomfortable sight on the first day of 2021. It's a fairly... A uh, cowardly way to go about expressing your opinion. Audrey Carlson has lived in this neighborhood for almost 40 years. She's seen the Speaker's house become the site of several recent protests. In September, people expressed outrage over Pelosi going to a San Francisco Oh, God. Look at these idiots. I didn't even know that happened. They, they, not vandalized, they went to Nancy Pelosi's house and hung blow dryers on a tree. What right-wing... Um, talker to say it nicely um instigated that because these dupes they're so eagerly and easily led who takes time out of their life in the middle of a pandemic to go and protest 
a politician who went to get a haircut during a pandemic. Why don't they go to David Koch's house? Oh, well, he's dead. Or what, one of those Kochs. Go to the Mercer family. Say, why are you funding Diamond and Silk to spread lies? Why are you funding Breitbart? No, but they go into Nancy Pelosi because you got a haircut during the pandemic. Totally pathetic. You see how how sick this country is and easily led? Wow, I didn't even know that. Stay-at-home orders. This latest backlash, now covered with black garbage bags, appears to be over COVID-19 relief and the government... Appears. Appears to be. We want everything. This is all to turn people against um, helping others, I would imagine, or any kind of stimulus, or people like us who advocate for the general welfare. We want everything. This this is what, it, it smells like bullshit to me. And you're telling me that this neighborhood doesn't have cameras? Nobody has a camera on their house in this upscale neighborhood? Please. Out $2,000 stimulus checks. Neighbors say the vandalism is counterproductive. I don't think that this is a useful way to go about it, and it's a terrible start to this new year when we're hoping for less anger and hatred Get than the we've fuck had to deal with for the last Oh, yes, like Amy Klobuchar. The House Speaker's office has not responded to our requests for comment. It reminds me of when that guy, well, all of these um, right-wingers, this is what they do. They, they're all conspiracy theorists. We understand that. But they engage in these conspiracies. Like They talk about false flags, false flag operations. But they engage in false flag operations. Only they do this because liberals, normal people are too busy doing the they're too busy playing by the rules. We're too busy calling up our Congress people and signing petitions and sending postcards, right? Who the hell, really, who is so easily led that they're going to show up in front of Amy, I mean, uh, Amy, Nancy Pelosi's house to protest her going to get a haircut? How stupid and pathetic Does this country have to be in order to, I don't know, does any of, do these people, this is why, you understand, I'm, I'm finding hard, I'm finding it hard to find the words because I cannot believe I share the same air with people who are so, so, um, easily led, who are such useless idiots that they'll allow somebody to tell them to, to, to motivate them out of their house in the pandemic, of course, to protest that, to protest a politician getting a haircut. Of course, these are the same people that, when it wasn't pandemic times, would get together. I, I baffled. I was baffled at this when they, they um, all got together to scream at children who were being bussed into seeking asylum and they met the buses to scream at the buses. And I thought, who the fuck would do that? How sick do you have to be to get up in the, get up, you know, start your day, get your coffee, get dressed, 
your alarm goes off. All right, time to go. Time to get in the car and drive 50 miles to meet a bus of terrified children with screams and taunts and uh, orders to get the fuck out like Jesus would have would have wanted them to do. But this is what they're this is what we've uh, we've come to. They've and I'm when I say they the the big moneyed interests who run who really own media even if it's yes they own the right wing media they own the corporate media the right wing media is is an ab- is an abomination of course but then any anywhere you go you're getting you're not getting uh the promote the general welfare line when was the last time you heard that on the corporate media promote the general welfare when was the last time you heard that this that the United States was now the least upwardly mobile of all the Western democracies? These things we know on the show, we repeat it, because do you hear that anywhere else? That should be on the tip of everybody's tongue, on the top of mind. Not whether Nancy Pelosi goes and gets a haircut in the pandemic. Yeah, it's bad optics, just like it was bad that she went on Jimmy... No, not that Jimmy Kimmel. That other show. James Corden. He's another one who annoys me. But went on his show to... In the middle of the pandemic, to open up her fridge, her her, one of her duo duo $25,000 refrigerator to show that she was stocked to the brim with ice cream that was $15 a pint. You don't... And we're here... It with our ice cream, we can't live without it, James. I guess she wanted everybody to say, she's just like us. No. Without, that's somebody who's really been in the halls of power too long. They don't have any more perspective. My name is Tara Devlin, and this is Unapologetic Liberal Talk. And I want to thank you for supporting it. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Thank you, JD, for your super chat. And thank you, Haiku, for your super chat. And also thank you, Haiku, for being the moderator of the chat. And, well, it was sort of like, it reminds me of <laughs> what, Black's Rule. Remember that? That's why when I saw that image of Nancy Pelosi's house, we want everything. I was like, this smells like bullshit to me. Like when that old white cracker had his house vandalized. He swore his house was vandalized by a a bunch of, an army of coloreds. And I'm saying that deliberately. Who, who took a flag. They burned the American flag. And they wrote Black's Rule? Yeah, sure they did. According to a ridiculous report making the rounds, and of course he became, I'm sure, uh, he wanted to get his moment in the sun on Diamond and Silk. Southern vandals ripped down this 85-year-old disabled vet's Mississippi state flag and left the remnants in his driveway. 
That's not all they did, however. The vandals also defaced the walkway at Bob Common's home by sprinting Black's Rule. And, of course, they think we're stupid enough. They think we're as stupid as right-wingers to believe it. Black's Rule. And as we keep going through this, and through life and through this pandemic, these right-wingers, they're being exposed for engaging in uh a and i guess false flag that's how you would call it false flag operation <laughs> agent provocateurs like the umbrella man that's one the guy who broke the windows in uh, that automotive store the umbrella man was an agent provocateur a right winger mini here 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 a white supremacist Minneapolis police link umbrella man to white supremacy group. Search warrant affidavit seeks the cell phone records for a man police believe smashed store windows with a sledgehammer to provoke racial unrest. That's all it's about. Same thing here. That's why when we're having peaceful protests, when we have a protest that says Black Lives Matter, they got to send the agent provocateurs out to start breaking windows because the last thing we need, well, they need the last thing, the, 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 the corporate, the transnational corporate elite. Well, I don't know who is it exactly. It's the, it's the Republicans. It's right wingers. Some of it, some of sometimes it's a, just a simple white supremacy group. This is what they do. They engage in this kind of behavior. Like the guy who the boogaloo boy, Boogaloo. Let's see. Boogaloo. Boy. Who shot. He fired into. Well, was somebody who killed somebody too. Boogaloo boy charged in. Here. Where is it? Charged in fire of Minneapolis police precinct. During the George Floyd protests. He shot into a police station. Yelling. Justice for George Floyd. Doing things that that we don't do. Normal people don't do that. We're out there trying to make the world a better place. On we're, tr- we're on the right side of history. So we don't use violence. We we're advocating for a more perfect union, a country that works for all. We're not out there with. M16 storming state houses like right wingers. That's what they do. They're the ones that show up violence with violence, killing people, literally running their cars through crowds. That's what they do. Show me an Antifa that did that. No, because they do. Right wingers have done this. They use the exact tactics of Al Qaeda. This is not a coincidence because they are a terrorist group and a fringe terrorist cult, just like like the like Al Qaeda, except they are a bit more Jesusy. That's it. Same desperate, same anti-democratic death cult mentality. Yeah. So that we're here. U.S. Attorney Erica McDonald said. She has charged Ivan Harrison Hunter 
a 26-year-old Texas resident was traveling across state lines to participate in a riot. Charges are the latest example of far-right extremists attempting to use violence to escalate national protests against police brutality. So we're out there protesting, but they can't have the American people looking at... This is what we were talking about the other day with Poppy. It's really about turning hearts and minds against um, what needs to happen, meaning in order to have a more perfect union... We must have a, uh, a r- truth and reconciliation about our racist history. They understand, the, the, um, the aristocracy, the, um, you know, the 1%, the Mercers, the Bright, you know, the, not the Breitbart, what, the, uh, the Koch brothers, all these, these right-wing billionaires that fund media they understand that that if their days would be numbered if the american people got together and were unified across racial lines regardless unified through economic um you know and are we're unified by class not by race they know that their days would be over it would be gone it would be done that's it that's the last frontier for these these fuckers. If they keep us divided along racial lines, they have us. It doesn't matter how much how many damn shows I do, they will have us. So they can't afford a a Black Lives Matter movement, especially the Black Lives Matter movement was more um, terrifying to them because it was multi-racial, whatever, pigments. There were a lot of pigments in the Black Lives Matter movement. And when I say, you know, to talk about pigments, race, we, we, we know this. Race is a construct. So it's irritating. And now I, I really do get irritated when I'm watching corporate media or in general. It's, it's uh, either um, in the in uh, different publications and on the media when they talk about black and brown people and i see that as uh sort of like part of the problem what do you mean black and brown it seems so de-unif- de dehumanizing black and brown they say it all the time but even black and brown people say it black and brown how many black and brown people i think that i don't know i guess uh i'm getting influenced <laughs> by reading some uh, more radical writing so cuz really race we well, we went through the whole thing here race is a construct it was created to keep people divided it was created by our um, uh, by the rich back in the days of race. I mean, well, uh, when people were bought and sold as property to keep the indentured servants and the outright slaves from unifying and demanding justice for all. Because that's all it takes. We are the many, they are the few. They have to keep us divided. Period. Otherwise, it's done. 
we will have a more perfect union. It's, we don't just have a more perfect union through tokens and platitudes either. We have a, the more perfect union comes from an economy that works for all. Every single person in this country, we're in it together. Okay, we know this. We leave no one behind. This is how you fix the country, leaving no one behind. Leaving no one on the battlefield. All right, I don't want to keep going on that. So another thing here. This is what drives me insane too. I, I don't know. I guess I get a little bit pissed off about doing the show. Oh, shit. It's saying there's buffering going on. Why? What the fuck? I don't understand my life. Why does my life suck? Are you guys getting a buffering feed? How do... What the fuck? I just got a message from YouTube saying, YouTube is not receiving enough video to maintain smooth streaming. As such, viewers will experience buffering. Why does my life sucks? Lord, why does my stream suck all the time? Oh, well. All I can say is become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin or not. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. But it gets very frustrating. All right. Here. This is what pisses me off. For example, how do these people... Who is this person? Maggie Vandenberg? Who the fuck is that? Maggie Vandenbergy, a right-wing freak, if you've ever heard of one. And, of course, she's got hundreds of thousands of followers. Of, the other thing is, you know that a lot of these right-wingers, they buy followers. We, Twitter does it. They all do it. So, but the, the, I could buy followers too, but it's not real. You don't get any, all it does is make you look like you have a lot of followers. But this Maggie Vandabogey, yeah, I don't, how these people, there, let me just show you what she, what she has pinned to her page. A coup. They're engaging in the coup. Here. You came out all the way from Texas to attend this. What inspired you to come so far just to show up to support the president? Because someday people are going to ask me, where were you in November of 2020? Where were you when your country, the greatest country in the world, was stolen by crooked politicians? And I don't want to say that I sat at home watching on TV and doing nothing. I wanted to say I was here serving my country once again. I served five years in the Marine Corps during Iraq and Afghanistan. And I am not going to sit by while the evil tentacles of socialism wrap itself around the greatest country wow. in the world. I will not be quiet. I will not go quietly into that good night. So right now, we're going to come up here, we're going to peacefully protest, and we're going to stop the steal, and we're going to get four more years of Trump and make keep America great. You came out all the way from... You see that? Now that, I don't know. How does this person have hundreds of thousands of followers? But this is what right-wing... These are what these right-wing billionaires do. They fund these right-wing mouthpieces... So everywhere people go, they'll get they'll encounter this. Stop the steal. Where you where were you 
in no 2020 of November when uh, a evil socialist cabal tried to take over America? Socialist cabal, I wish. I served five years in the Marines. Well, nothing more socialist than the military. That's for sure. I hate that socialism, though. I can't stand these people. Does anybody ever ask? Of course, this bitch won't. What are you talking about? What's socialist? What don't you like about socialism? You know what they're talking about? I want to... I'm trying to... Let me... Let me... Uh, let me... Um, explain. When a right-winger talks about socialism, what they're... What they're talking about is racism. They like socialism well. They really like it a lot. They like it for them. They don't want to share the country with people who have darker pigment. That's what it's about. Period. End of sentence. So they like socialist security for them. They like getting socialist medicare they like socialist unemployment insurance they like all of the socialist initiatives that made that built the middle class they like the socialist eight-hour workday they like if they work overtime well now the republicans are undoing that whole social all of the labor laws that this is why they love the gig economy because there's no, none of these laws apply. You could be your, you work for yourself now. You don't work for the corporation that is getting rich off your back, richer and richer and richer. You're a nothing. You're a nobody. You're a throwaway. You can't work. Oh, well, go, go to go fund me. That's the way it is. So, I'm trying, let me translate. When they say, when a right-winger, when anybody, well, usually, when a right-winger, let's stick to that. When a right-winger says they don't like socialism, what they mean is they don't like black people. That's really what it's about. They like socialism, trust me, because if anybody ever challenged them, but nobody ever does in this country, because on the right, on the Democrats... On the uh, right-wing Democratic side, they say the same shit. But when a right-wing Democrat says, oh, we won't have socialism, they, don't worry about it, there's no socialism, what, they don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. What that means is, it's a message to the banksters who, who buy them, who fund their campaigns, who legally bribe them. When they say, don't worry, we won't have social. Hey, am I a socialist? I beat the socialist. You don't hear corporate media will never ask them, what do you mean? What socialism? What don't you like? What about socialism? What are you talking about? What is socialism in your view? What is socialism and what isn't socialism? Isn't socialist security socialism? So what socialism don't you like? Nobody will ever ask them that, the corporate media, of course, because they don't like socialism in the corporate media. They, don't, they want corporatism. They like the fact that the American people are living paycheck to paycheck. That's capitalism. That's not socialism. And anytime somebody says uh, $15 minimum wage, 
which is barely, it's not even enough. It should be $30 at least. When we say $15 minimum wage, that's socialism. Because socialism tells capitalism the rules of the game. We are in this together. Capitalism. So if you want to make money in this country, this is the this is the rule. Here's the rules. You pay a certain minimum wage. You have a certain amount of hours out of a workday. If you pass those hours, then you're paying somebody overtime. And then there's sick leave, retirement security, all that stuff. That's socialism. So, yeah, I guess when Joe Biden says he's not a, he's not a socialist, nobody asks him. Do you notice that? Nobody ever asks. What are you talking about? What don't you like? What is socialism in your view? Somebody help me here because it drives me up the wall. So, But this guy, so when a Democrat says, I don't like socialism, what they're doing is they are signaling to their masters, to their big money masters, masters that don't worry, I know how to play. I'm on your side. I'm going to tamp down. I'm going to keep the sheeple in their place. The peons will be in their place. We're we're going to throw them a couple of bones because we don't want a whole revolution breaking out. Nobody wants a revolution, which drives when when uh, Obama said that about, oh, we don't uh, nobody wants a revolution. Yeah, tell that to the breadlines. That's why they keep the country divided and stupid. Because I bet you, you go on the breadlines, ask them. On the bread lines in Texas, yeah, the mile long bread lines that they have in Texas, miles, not mile, miles long. Ask them on the bread lines what they think about socialism. I'd love to know. Because they're all, they'll be, I, I, no, not me. I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. You know, I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. I always did work, my, work hard, play by the rules. Well, guess what? Those rules were written by who? Who that? Who wrote the rules? Your corporate masters. That's why one third of the American people can't retire. Why eighty percent are living check to check? Why the United States went from the most to the least upwardly mobile with the widest income gap of all Western democracies? Why all of these? Income disparity and upward immobility. If you are born poor in the United States, you are more, you will, you stand the chance of remaining poor more uh, in, in this country than any of our Western partners, even the friggin' countries with a queen. But so, so what rules are you talking about? Because when you say I work hard and play by the rules, that the rules are socialism. But if we could, if we had a, co- a government that works for more than just the 1%, those rules would be written for you and me and the working class as they were when FDR created the goddamn middle class. The middle of that class wasn't created because a bankster felt like trickling it on us. It was because of socialist policies. My name is Tara Devlin. 
This is Unapologetic Liberal Talk. Thank you so much. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Keep the show going and growing. Get, get, I don't know, whatever. Do your part. If you want to have a country that works for all, we need a liberal media. And you're looking at it, so do what you can. Share the show with your friends. Support at uh, rockfin.com. And we're on the right side of history. I fucked that up. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. We will win. My name is Tara Devlin. That's what I was supposed to say. Oh, well. Oh, well. Progressive Voices is out of here anyway. Oh, I'm so pissed off. Thank you, Stephen Lee, for your incredibly generous super chat. (laughs) The Trump name. (laughs) I have some stimulus money. Thank you so much, Stephen. God. You see what I'm saying? I wish somebody, won't somebody, will, I will faint. If I ever hear on corporate media some when when Joe Biden or one of the, the anyone okay if any of these corporate Dems say I don't like socialism I'm not a socialist well Amy Klobuchar says that a lot I'm not a socialist uh, somebody fin ask her what is it what does that mean what does it mean Amy when you say I'm not a socialist do you say do you mean you don't like socialist security. You don't like socialist Medicaid? You don't like socialist um, socialist policies asking, telling capitalism the rules of the game? Because that's all socialism is, you fucking fuckers. I can't stand it. Excuse my language. I'm just so sick of these right-wing parrots, these dum-dums. Oh, you feel like a real man, don't you, saying, I'm not for socialism. Out there, you moron. No, you know what? You're a dum-dum. What do you mean you're not? For- of course you're a socialist. The right-wingers, they want, they love socialism. That's it. I'm telling you. They love socialism. They just don't like sharing with brown people, people who have darker pigment. That's it. And so that's when you, I have something in my eye, so... When you hear a right-winger say, I don't like socialism, that's it. So it's sort of like when you hear them say they don't like government, government's too big. What they mean is they hate democracy. That's the translation. So I want to get this country to the point where most people understand the translation. So Joe Biden and the right-wing Dems, they don't have the nerve to stand up and say, I'm not a socialist. I don't do socialism. We hate socialism because the m- m- the majority of the American people are are educated. They're like, what are you talking about? What do you mean you don't like socialism? You don't like social security? You don't like eight-hour workday? You don't like living wages? You don't like minimum wage? You don't like retirement security? You don't like our government regulating capitalism what are you a goddamn stupid or something you want us to go back to the goddamn dark ages because that's all we're talking about and they vilify the word so the only thing we have to do is remove that cudgel to remove that little bat from their hands disarm them 
Oh, they love socialism. They just don't like sharing. And that's why the only remedy, what, what we were saying on uh, the other day with Poppy on the show, how do we fix the country? The only remedy for racism is not putting people of color in different positions. Yes, we need that because it's very important for people to see themselves reflected and to see the diversity of, of us as humans, of the human experience. But that's not good enough. That's not policy. That's only one thing. It has to be followed by policy that leaves no one behind. Because if your if your policy, if you have, let's for example, if you have a healthcare policy that leaves ten million people out, who's who? Who are they? I wonder who. Who will those ten million be? Primarily, people of color, maybe. People on the lower end of the ladder, that's why everybody in, nobody out, is the only American way. Uh, anything other than that is racism, is promoting this racist-ass system that has us divided. And that's how we have to approach these right-wing Democrats. What do you mean? You're not for universal health care. Why are you holding on to the racist policies of uh, divide and conquer that kept us that kept us divided. The only reason we have that keep us divided, I should say, the only reason we don't have universal health care at this time is because of racism. That's the truth. So that's it. We've got to push them as the racist policy. Yo, you're you're for racism, I suppose. You want to keep the racist policies in place. Why aren't you for universal education? Well, we go up to age 12, I mean, 12th grade right now. So why aren't you for universal higher education? It's because you're a racist, I guess. You want to keep funding at a, you want the funding uh, prop, out of property taxes? That's racist. You're a racist friggin' throwback to times we're trying to leave in history's dunk pile. Now, if these policies were working, we wouldn't be in this boat, so it's about time we stop, we stop um, funneling money into unfettered capital's clutches, capitalist clutches, and stop uh, this whole bullshit. Socialism, this whole socialism shit, if I, I swear to God, if a friggin' right-wing media mouthpiece, if I ever hear one of them question anybody about what they what socialism is what it is to them or push them i will i'll probably have a heart attack because i'd be shocked but that's what we're doing here so thank you this is why we ask for your support and to spread the show share the show i mean i don't know maybe you don't like me maybe there's another show that you want to to share mike malloy Bob Kincaid, these, the real liberal media. <sighs> Brother, here's something I wanted to talk about. Another, so many things. I don't know. This was in the Washington Post. Makes me want to vomit. Um, Trump's worst pardon is the one you haven't heard about. When I read this, I wanted to vomit. Like I said, Alex Bus Basansky wrote this article. 
Alex Posansky, president of Impact Justice, was a lawyer for the Justice Department Civil Rights Division. All right, so here we go. Roger Stone, Paul Manafort, Charles Kushner, and Stephanie Moore. You've probably heard about President Trump's odious pre-Christmas pardons for the first three, but nothing about Moore, a former Prince George County police officer. But Moore's pardon, that's M-O-H-R-S, well, Moore, M-O-H-R is her name, Moore, pardon for violating a homeless man's civil rights by unleashing her canine on him is equally, if not more, undeserving. Of all the acts to pardon in a year that witnessing that witnessed the killing of George Floyd, this is the most insensitive and inflammatory. I know, this writer goes on, I was part of the team at Justice Department's Civil Rights Division that helped prosecute more in 2001. In the middle of the, here's the story. In the middle of the night, on September 21st, 1995, a local Prince George County police burglary stakeout unit found two homeless men on an empty roof of a business eating food they had found in a trash can. Ordered down from the roof, Ricardo Mendez and his friend willingly climbed down. Lit by a police helicopter above and facing a brick wall, the two men were surrounded by police officers with guns drawn and more holding her German shepherd on a leash. Both men obeyed commands and stood facing the wall with their hands up. It should have been over, but it wasn't. A police sergeant later testified that he was approached by Moore's super supervising officer who said, Hey, Sarge, we got a new dog. Mind if it gets a bite? The sergeant gave consent, and Moore set her dog to attack Mendez, an undocumented immigrant whose only crime was seeking a safe place to eat and sleep. These fucking scums. Moore testified that she was doing her job as trained, and the victim only needed ten stitches. You piece of human waste. Think about that. Only 10 stitches. Moore disregarded her training to give her dog a taste of human flesh and blood. For no reason. The guy was eating. Eating food he found in the garbage can on top of a roof. And this bitch wanted to attack just set her dog upon him because that's human this is the kind of person we want um, protecting and serving the community it's a privilege to wear the uniform any uniform you don't have a right to beat the shit out of people or use animals as a weapon for, for doing nothing they did nothing these people they were eating That's it. How inhumane. And this is... And Twitler pardoned this bitch. She became another one of these right-wing cause celebs. Because she appeared on, uh, I don't know, one of these right-wing cesspool channels that has a hell of a lot more 
viewers than I do. I guess, because I guess they're, maybe they're saying, uh, maybe they're right. Who knows? Oh, you think they're right? That's why they have so many more viewers? I don't think so. That's how sick this country is. So, but it wasn't the first time. You don't just, just like Twitler is, uh, it's not his first time. I mean, when he picked up the phone and used taxpayer money to threaten and strong arm a foreign leader into announcing an investigation on a political rival. That wasn't his first rodeo of crimes, so to speak. He'd been, he had a whole career before, well, behind him of being a criminal. It's the same thing with the decline and fall of the American experiment. It's not like all of the sudden Twitler um, uh, appeared fully formed. It took a long, a couple of steps bef- uh, along the way. Many years of violating norms and crimes and criminals getting away with their crimes. Same thing with Moore. Wasn't her first time. If you're a police officer, you got a canine. That's your job within the canine unit. And you just love watching your dog attack people? How sick are you, you fucking bitch? But she had a long history of being a bitch. So it was no accident or split-second mistake. These people were, they had surrendered. What the fuck were they doing? What did they do that was so abhorrent? They were eating. They were homeless. They were poor. They had darker pigment. These Nazis, that's a triple threat to the Nazis of this country, to the filthy, disgusting disgraces. To anybody who wears a uniform with a flag on it on their shoulder, how dare they? We should all be appalled equally. And if you don't see that as appalling behavior, shame on you. You're part of the problem. Look in the mirror. You're the problem. So it was a willful and deliberate act of police brutality, not a split-second mistake. That's what they always say when they murder somebody, shoot them in the back. They was uh, in the heat of the moment. Well, these people were up against the wall with their hands on the in the air. After committing the crime of eating out of a garbage pail, which is a disgusting crime, but not on them. That's on us. We we should be embarrassed to have committed that crime. To live in a country where people have to eat out of the garbage can. In the richest country on earth. It's disgusting. And then we have somebody who's supposed to protect and serve in this nation of laws. You know, law and order and all. That doesn't mean law and order. You understand we're doing the translations tonight. It means that white people get to do whatever the fuck they want to brown or black people, to people with darker pigment. That's it. 
That's what that means. Law and order means you better know your place. That's what law and order means, sort of like what everything else we've been translating. What I hate socialism means on the right. It means I hate brown people, black people. I know I'm using the brown and black that I hate, but that's to make a point. I don't know. I do hate that. Because it's, uh, I don't know, it's just so, to me, it feels dehumanizing. Am I wrong? Maybe I'm not, I mean, I'm not a brown or black person. Obviously, I'm a, I'm like a goddamn translucent ghost. As far as, as pigments are concerned. So. I got some white ass pigment, that's for sure. Look at me. It's ridiculous. I can like, I'm like a white sheet itself. You can like do a white balance on your camera on my face. Okay, so it was, it was, um, as the article says, it wasn't an accident or split second mistake. It was a willful and deliberate act of police brutality. It was also not Moore's first <laughs> deliberate and willful act of police brutality. Hold on. Hmm. Let me see something. Hold on a second. I lost my spot. More. Okay, here it is. It was not all. It was not all. It, it wasn't Moore's first, and there was a pattern to the violence. Evidence at trial showed that Moore had previously released her dog on a black teenager sleeping in a hammock in his own backyard. What a surprise. Another person with darker pigment in his own backyard? You son of a bitch. Oh, well, mistakes are made. She had threatened the relatives of a fugitive that she would let her dog attack their black ass if they didn't tell her where he was. She thinks she's got a problem, this bitch. There were other incidents that the jury didn't even learn about, including one in which Moore put her dog into a trash dumpster to attack a man who fled from the police. She really loves that. She gets off on her dog being able to draw blood. And that's exactly what she said. Can my dog get a taste? At trial, in addition to the police sergeant at the scene who pleaded guilty and went to jail for his role, numerous police officer witnesses testified about the incident. The jury convicted Moore, and presiding judge gave her a significant prison sentence. You see, her fellow officers testified against her, and the judge put her ass in jail as, as any civilized society would do. And then here comes the fascists who, who are blatantly and outwardly saying, what are they saying to, uh, not just, uh, to the whole community? Know your place. There's no responsibility. The party of personal responsibility, forget it. They don't take responsibility. 
In fact, they're not supposed to. We're letting them loose. Let them get a taste of you. You want a taste? You got something to say? We'll give a, you... Here, we'll give you... A, the dog will get a taste of you. But the community, decent people, other officers who don't want that bitch sullying the good name of good officers who aren't a bunch of racist freaks. See, that's what these right-wingers seem to not comprehend. That, like the, um, the unit that turned in that lieutenant that murdered, that he, well, who murdered uh, these uh, Iraq were they Iraqis or Iranians? Now I'm, I'm, I think they were Iranians. That's a, I, I can't remember quite remember exactly. But, you know, Lieutenant, who was that? The Lieutenant. And he became another uh, pardoned by these freaks who don't understand that they put everybody in danger. Oh, yeah, Clint Lawrence. That a bitch like this Moore woman, she puts everybody in in danger. All other cops. She puts the whole community in danger. And she causes the... the well, she, this is the point. She exacerbates the racial discord in the country and in the community. So the cops who aren't assholes, and there are, they're trying to, they're trying to do their job. She puts them in danger. Now, if they go into a community that we're populated by people with darker pigment and they're a white officer. It doesn't matter. I mean, when, once they put on the, on the uniform, it's like blue is blue. They, they, they put the whole community in danger. Everybody's at odds with each other now because of bitches like her. Now, everybody, uh, when they go into a community, the cops, they're being um, met with suspicion, derision. They're all being painted with the same brush. And it, all it does is keep the pain going, keep the anger going, keep the division nice and fresh. As, well, Henry Wallace, as Henry Wallace said, the fascist, that's how you can tell. They exploit every fissure of disunity. So when that bitch went to jail, when she had the book thrown at her, that kind of healed a little bit. The fissures of disunity started to heal a little bit. But Republicans can't have that. No, no, no. The fissures of disunity healing? Let this bitch out. And she's on... Um, where was she? Newsmax. That's right. No, 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 no. Here, 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 here. You want to hear? I'll show you. This is this is propaganda, at its best, meaning its worst. Hold on, let me get it. How they presented it. Wait, wait. I'm trying to find. That's why you got to become a patron. Oh, shit. What happened? Something weird just happened. Where is it? Come on, mother effers. 
Unbelievable. Wait a minute. This is Chrome. All right. Why can't I see it? There we go. Okay. Sorry, guys. I'm Bob Sellers. And I'm Heather Childers. A police department canine officer served a 10-year prison sentence for a civil rights violation after her dog bit a fleeing burglary suspect. Officer Stephanie Moore. That is not true. You see how they just effing life bit a fleeing burglary suspect? No. According to the reports and, and the case, as we just read in the Washington Post, written by one of the, the prosecutors, the men, she pulled them off of a roof, asked them to come down off of a roof. They weren't burglary, fleeing burglary suspects. They were up against the wall. But this is propaganda. dog bit a fleeing burglary suspect officers unbelievable release there you go you know that's your um america first president trump uh, can make things right officer stephanie moore getting her 15 minutes of fame in the fascist news channels Freaking Newsmax TV, right? Lying right out in the open because it doesn't look good when somebody puts dogs. Even how can you explain that away? Why not? Well, they could just tell them, if, even if they were had their head, hands against the wall and they were guilty of eating out of a garbage can, and they didn't. They weren't even eating, and they weren't eating above the garbage can. They they picked it out of the garbage can. They were eating on a roof. They weren't even in view. But Stephanie Moore pulled them down, told them to come down. They complied. They were up against the wall. She said, can my dog have a taste? Nobody was fleeing. But here you go. The lies. They They lie as easy as they destroy this country. And the person who wrote the package of this news brief or whatever the hell, this, uh, the introduction to this propaganda piece, they know. They must have read the report. They know they're a lying bunch of propagandist pricks. Oh, it doesn't look good. It doesn't sound good. Make it uh, a bit... The dog just bit a fleeing burglary suspect. That sounds better than the dog was set, was told to attack two people who were um, up against the wall. Here's Tara Jr. Jr. Released her dog when the suspect refused police commands to Bullshit. and made an attempt to escape. Well, the Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund is trying to secure a you presidential pardon for her as the... That is not what happened. And she's coming off a whole a whole history of setting her dog upon people. Holy Christ. Thank you Errol for your super chat. Too bad Republican voter Republic clown voters are still um great big cryberry bees about MAGA 2020 not happening for them. Isn't that so sweet? Yes it is. Wow. 
My God. Let me see. What are you guys talking about in the chat room? I see you're talking about other things. That's all right. You're entitled. This is a free country. No, it's not. <laughs> That's what they tell us. <laughs> Thank you all for your support. What time is it? Okay, I'm looking at the clock. All right, Tara Jr., you can't sit here. I'm sorry. He's just sitting on the keyboard again. Here we go. Incident has drastically, as you would imagine, impacted her life. And joining oh, us now to poor tell the story baby. Is Prince George's County canine officer Stephanie Moore. Thank you, you so bitch. much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, you Thank poor, you poor baby. You know, take us back through your story briefly, just so people who are not oh, aware these of it. liberals. I, mean, I wasn't, and I was reading the background on this. You had a two-year-old. Oh, so many liberals. It must have been all of her. All of her partners in the police force, but just a bunch of crybaby liberals that testified against her. And all the crybaby liberal judge. Everybody was a liberal and on the jury. A bunch of crybaby liberals. Don't they know? Yeah, liberals will let anybody, just a fleeing, a brown person fleeing. And she was doing her duty to the community by letting her dog get a taste. A child at home at the time when this happened, you were only 24 years old and still training as an officer. Tell us what. Well, then, good thing we rooted her out early. What, September of 1995. Sit Correct. down, honey. Um, the incident for which I was um, charged and convicted happened September 21st, 19. Well, I wonder why convicted by a jury of your peers and, um, on the, it's not like it's pretty, uh, it's not like it's common for cops to get consequences for their actions. So you must've been a real repugnant bitch, but of course not in the, in the world of Newsmax, it's another professional victim. 95 I was a young brand new police canine handler brand new police training officer. so brand new that she had multiple instances of setting her dog upon people amazing sir uh, we were called to the scene of a nighttime commercial burglary I used my dog to make an arrest it was a by the book arrest no it wasn't um, the then why did you go to jail which is in his calf well, just 10 stitches. Why did you go to jail? They were doing nothing because when this truth came out, when everybody testified against you, just like the platoon that testified Lieutenant Lawrence, they, everybody knew. The community, when they got the story from the other cops that weren't complete psychopaths, they understood that there needed to be there needed to be consequences. But being a Republican means never having to say you're sorry. Never. Never having to apologize for being a sick-ass son of a bitch that has no business being anywhere in any position of power because they can't handle it. 
they're monsters. You see, I'm not. Oh no, it's not hyperball. They prove me correct every time. Give them power. Look at what they do. And then they let this bitch out. Um, there were no complaints by either suspects. My department um, had no issue with the arrest or the use of force that was used that night. Um, and much to my surprise, five years later, one day before the statute of limitations was to expire, my training officer and I were um, indicted for that incident. Well, uh, in addition to the police sergeant at the scene who pleaded guilty and went to jail for his role, numerous, numerous police officer witnesses testified about the incident. That doesn't happen. Too often, the jury convicted more. So a majority of your peers, the judge... And the other officers were all a bunch of crybaby liberals. They liked, they were, when, the, when a suspect was fleeing a burglary, they were like, eh, no harm, no foul. You know how liberal juries are. A unanimous panel of judges on the U.S. Courts of Appeal for the, okay, I mean, these are all the people that reviewed this case. The jury convicted more. The presiding judge gave her a significant prison sentence and a unanimous panel of judges on the U.S. Courts of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit, one of the most conservative appellate courts in the country, affirmed her conviction. Moore was released after serving 10 years. In December, Moore made a direct appeal to the goddamn orange psychopath squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes. And, of course, she made the rounds on right-wing propaganda networks who played her up as another one of the right-wing professional victims flying around this country. There's so many victims in the right-wing. Isn't that just such poor, poor, put-upon babies who aren't allowed to run rampant over society we they can't just sick dogs on people and um make america great again without feeling the consequences wait tara jr what are you doing guys i see the time that's why i'm wrapping up tara jr is biting a wire but this is what we're up against i want to thank you all for all of your support let me see hold on where are you remember to become a patron at patreon.com i know the music hasn't started yet but i can see it's coming it's a coming at least i think so oh no you know what happened tara jr jr you son of a bitch tara jr i think tara jr jr hit the I know, you hit the thing. You did. You did. (laughs) Do you hear this, cat? Tara Jr. Jr. hit my... Let me see. He messed up the timing. And here we go. Friends. And you are my friends. I want to thank you for hanging out and... I don't know. Are you keeping me sane or driving me insane? I, it's it's up for debate. I'm not sure because it's frustrating being correct and watching this country go, 
go to pot turned fascist. But we're not going quietly into that dark night. We're going to do something about it. We're going to scream and yell and try to prevent it from going fascist. My name is Tara Devlin. Remember, we're on the right side of history, the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy, and we will win. We stick together. We win. Become a patron at patreon.com, rockfin.com, and I'll see you soon. See, I fucked that up again. I gotta get better. I will. Every day. Each day a new beginning. Or begunning. Let me see. Where's my peoples? Where's the people? I can't find you. Where's my people? Where is the YouTube? Tara's just sitting on the keyboard there he is i can't find you it sucks i know i can't see i i'm i'm flying blind over here i can't see my friends does it ever end where's my fucking friend there you are again Somehow the window closed And it made me blah 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 I can't think of a rhyme There you are again Alright guys Um, How was your New Year's Eve? Did you have a good time? I did nothing That was the best I did not Yesterday what did I do? I chanted a little nam myoho trying to make, get my energy with my friend, my friend Miho. And what else did I do? Oh, and I watched Vikings. I binge watched Vikings, which was all right. That show Vikings, the last season, even though it's over. I I didn't know what else to watch. Yeah, it wasn't too good. It was all right. No more Lagatha, so I was disappointed. What else do I like? I did nothing. That's it. I need to get my shit together. I'm going to try to do um, more. More. Uh, I got I did get the green screen. That's it over there. So I'm going to try to do some more shorter videos during the week for uh, news and whatnot. Sort of like I showed, I told you guys, like what Farron Cousins does. Don't tell him, though. Why not? There's enough to go around. I think I'm trying to see if that helps get the word out about the show. Maybe we'll get more followers, listeners, viewers. Paradu says, watched strippers perform on my TV. You music labels ease up on strippers, homie, damn. Eh, well, whatever. Let's see. Covert White Rabbit says, that's okay. Look for us and we'll let Tara Jr. Jr. do the community. White Rabbit says, New Year's was wild. I read all the nutritional index boxes. 
on my stocked up food. Thrilling. Of course. It sounds fabulous. Eve says, takes 1.5 hours, then timer didn't start. So I looked back on chat since sat back down 10 minutes, another 1.5 minutes, then I made cream cheese frosting. Stephen Lee says, I made a quiche at midnight with my baby's fresh eggs. Nice. All right, you guys, you guys. I want to thank you. I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to do a lot more videos. I have to. Because either this, either we build this, this is really kind of like a, it's sort of like another desperate attempt to get the show, to grow the show. Really. Otherwise, I don't know what to do. It's frustrating. We're, well, whatever. I can't keep complaining. Is it complaining or sharing? So, I have to... We got to get the word out. I don't, I get very frustrated because I see other shows, even that those right wingers. How does that bitch? That's what I say. When I look at that, I'm like, how does that person have 150,000 followers on Twitter? And then I get despondent and I feel like, well, of course, a lot of them, let's look actually, now that we're talking about it, if they're paid followers. Let me see. Because you can tell. Hold on. Where is it? Maggie Vanderberger. Who the fuck wants to listen to her? You know what I mean? These people are... What? Where the hell did you come from? Let's see. Oh, my God. Maggie Bunga Bunga. Where is it? Where's your followers? Hmm, could be. That does look a little suspect. Let's see. Well, some, of course, are real. Not like Twitlers. Well, this is like a fake one right here with all the Chinese or whatever Korean writing. Descendant of the Mayflower. Yeah, this looks suspect here. See, look at that. That's how you can tell. Joined January 2021. 83 followers, one follower. That's a fake account. So you buy followers and then they they start weeding them through your real followers. See, this is a fake account right here. For real. Because, look, oh, look how interesting this Asian account all it cares about, um, right wing, well, not all right wing. Let's see. Lynn Wood. Look at this. All Secretary Pompeo. Isn't that odd how this Asian Twitter account with this anime um, avatar is so interested in American, uh, Trump's American policies? Yeah. Fake, fake, fake. Here's another one. How did I know? Look at this. That's a fake account. Let's see. Two followers. October 2020. Fake, 
fake, fake. All these Asian accounts too. That's another um, telltale sign of the fake followers. You can buy them. See? Like who the, where would these Asian accounts come from? Like they really can't. Look, all Trump. Trump. They're so cares cares so much about Trump. Don't speak the language, but yeah, these are fake ass accounts. Not all of them, of course. Join November. Oh no, maybe not. Well, one follower. Yeah. Join November twenty twenty. Zero followers. It's so ridiculous. Yep, yep, yeah. I could, I could buy some fake followers myself, I suppose. Let's look at Trump. Trump. That fucking son of a bitch. And this is why we talk about it on the show. How sickening it is. How they... Because they report Trump's 88.5 million followers. You know, you realize that months ago it was like half that. But Obama has a lot of followers, but they're real. Let's see. Obama. Obama. Barack Obama. Look at that. 127 million followers. That has to drive Twitter insane. So, of so oh, like half a year ago, six months ago. His followers were, who is beeping my, what the fuck, my fucking, Errol, you're going through all my tweets and liking them now? This is what you, you did that last time. I don't mind that, but thank you, but it blows my phone up. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, see, I do see, I see, I see what you're doing. I appreciate your support. That's what, you heard all the bing, bing. That was Errol going through and liking all of all the tweets. So, all right, let's see. Um, about six months ago, or mo maybe more, I don't know, Twitler, he had about 40 million followers. Now it's up to 88. Of course they're fake. Look at all the fake followers. I could just see right off the bat here. Right here, Auntie Margaret, fake follower, no doubt. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Joined August 2014. But it's so suspect. Joined August 2014. No avatar. One follower. All right, let's keep going. Oh, here we go. This is fake. One follower. Three. Following three. Everything is... Tweets and replies. Look. All Asian stuff this is fake fake accounts right off the freaking bat here join january 2021 they don't just pour the fake accounts in they weed them through so he has you know he's a fucking faker he fakes polls just like when he supposedly is the most admired american most admired man 
who's not who's not a man or something. I don't know. Is he a man? He's a moron. But and the media reports it as Trump is most admired. No, this is reported as he's fix for polls in the past. Could this be a fixed poll? No, they just reported at face value, just like they say, Trump and his 88.5 million followers, when a large majority of those followers are fake. Look at this. Look, all fake right here. Yanto, Teeley, Tama. None of them have avatars. Let's see when they were created. Zero followers following two. Joined January 2021. If I can do this, why doesn't... Why? Why? I, it's driving me insane. Because it's like the gaslighting of the entire world. Let's just fall into it. Let's just report it like it's real. No, it's not real. Look, joined January 2021. This is only the first... How many people... This is like the first 10 friggin' supposed accounts. Join January 2021, right below it. It's, hello, hello. Joined January 2021. So they join all of a sudden, everybody joins just to follow Twitler. Look at that. And next time, look, joined January. These are all different accounts. Unfucking real. Join January 2021. I mean, hello. Joined January 2021. Please, people. What is this shit? So when the corporate media, look, another right below. Join 2020, January 2021. So the corporate media, when they say Donald Trump tweets to its 88.4 million followers, why are you allowing Twitter to scam us again? To be a, uh, to, to, to get away with the lies. Look at this. Again, joined January 2021. This is only the first 15 people. Here, let's see this one. Look, even this one. Hilarious Baldwin joined January 2021. All to tweet and retweet the Arizona Republican Party. The Donald Trump's account. How fun. How interesting. Josh Harley, George Papadopoulos. All just joined to retweet all of the most disgusting Republicans. You see this? Hey, Mitch. Unreal. How are you handling the pressure to retweet all of the right-wingers? That's it. Retweet Senator Ted Cruz, traitor. You get it, guys? Do you get it? How we're being gaslit and the corporate media are fucking and the try not to curse and the corporate media are are helping because there is no reason uh, under the sun and the moon 
the sun in the morning and the moon at night. Uh, here you go. Shannon Brenner joined January 2021. Why the corporate media should not report the lies everywhere they are. Why is this being, why, why would they report him as having 88.5 million followers when half of them are fucking fake? Report that. Say he says he has 88.5 million followers, but fucking all of them, and use the F word, please, are the, the first page, I think, out of the entire... 25 people we just went through I think two were that could have been real see this shit see it's not all ones look at this it's not all ones with um, no avatar those are probably but those are probably still in the process of being created look at this Jewel Nationalist joined. He's got an avatar, or she joined January 2021. See that? Another bot. Who is he tweeting at? Unbelievable. Let's see. Who's this? Oh, another one. How interesting. Mr. Miyagi. 19140840. Leaf fan since always. Marner for MVP. Joined January 2021. How, how strange. Auntie Margaret. Oh, well, that was in 14, 2014. But all, all about Trump. Oh, we went through these already. Oh, look at all. Look. Hey, 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 hey. Look at this. This is the first page, all right, of Trump's followers. Only the recent ones, yeah, so it goes in order. Look at that. All this page here. How many were fake? This one's proud. That's all he says. Proud. Joined November 2020. Joined always to uh, just, look at this, just to retweet Donald Trump. How interesting. Deborah Cato, I'm a very outgoing person. Really? And love to talk. Really? All you do is uh, like Twitler's tweets. Let's see. Edmund Louise what? Oh, joined in 2019. That's interesting. Look at that. All to do what? Nothing. Eh. Look at all these. All these Asian accounts love. They just love Twitler for some reason. It's amazing. Like the whole world is being gaslit in corporate media and and the elites. They're uh there. They're all for it. I guess it takes too much work to click on Twitler's followers. 
You know what I mean? To say, hey, uh, he says he has all these followers. Let's look into it. It's so much easier just to report it as Twitler is tweeting at his 88.5 million followers. To me, it drives me insane and it shows us. Well, to me, let me speak for myself. It says this this effing country is doomed. Kim Davis. Eh, that could be real. That's one. Ah, December 2020. See, here we're going back now. So they go in order. So we'll keep finding. Now we'll find December 2020. Then we'll find December. Then we'll find November 2020. Fake account. It's amazing. All right, guys, 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 guys. All right, I want to thank you all. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, JD. Thank you, Haiku. And thank you, Stephen Lee. And thank you, Errol Thomas, for your super chats. And thank you, Errol, for liking all of my tweets going back to 1972. And <laughs> just kidding. And remember what I say. We stick together. We win. And we will win. Because we are on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. And my name is Tara Devlin. Remember to give the show a good review on iTunes. Somebody who hasn't already. That would be nice. And share the show with your friends. What else? I don't know. Whatever. I'm exhausted. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much, and I'll see you very soon.